Welcome to the Very Merry Life Podcast. Unfiltered, unscripted, and always relatable as fuck. I'm your host, Mary Hendricks, and you might know me from Instagram as that relatable AF mama who hopefully feels like an old friend at this point. And if not, hang tight and join in as things get real, honest, and probably a bit too TMI as I, and the help of some amazing guests, dive into all things mom life, marriage, sex, and more. No experts, just real-life moms talking real-life things. So get ready to laugh lots, cry occasionally, and leave feeling seen, supported, and inspired. Making friends is hard enough as an adult, let alone as a mom, but all of that changes right here and now. So hang on, lean in, virtually clink whatever glass you have nearby with mine, and let's go. Awesome. Right. Hi. 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 Well, thank you so much for being on. I, uh, low-key fangirling real quick, uh, because I, I, I'm the one fangirling. So let's just <laughs> put that out there. Right, well, you're, you're big, you're big honcho over on TikTok, but I, um, wanted to say, I found you on TikTok and I want you to introduce yourself in a second, but I know I found you on TikTok through probably the one reel that made you go viral. <laughs> and it was the, you, the uh, insemination at home. The DIY baby. Yeah. That was wild. But I remember watching it. I was like, I think I sent it to my sister and I was like, look, I was like, this is freaking awesome. I was like, and I remember following you. I remember hitting follow right away. I was like, cause this is badass. Like that is badass. And that was before I knew your whole story. And then yeah. I've followed you ever since. And I've just, I've, I've loved you so much just following your story and everything. And we'll get into that. But before we do go ahead and say hello. Hey everybody. I'm so excited to be on here. And so you were saying you're fangirling, but, um, the second I saw your content and you know, what's funny is I've been listening to your podcast and you talk about like, Oh, I'm the relatable mom. And I feel like everybody starts their podcast or their, you know, their TikToks and like, it's in their thing, like I'm the relatable mom, but like, you are seriously so relatable and you're so funny. And I feel like, in 2022, especially like the moms on Instagram still coming over to like TikTok, And even a lot of us, even how I feel is like, I still try to be polished and like, I will edit out if I cuss and like all these certain things. And like yours, like, I feel like your following were so, are so loyal and we're so attracted to you because you're so open, honest, and real. So when you asked me to come on here, I was like, I already knew it was going to be a safe space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it was like, so when you, it was a no brainer, it's not like how to think about it or even like listen to your podcast, which now obviously I've been listening like hardcore, but, um, you know, you are such like the relatable mom, you know, and I would say more so than any other creators that claim that. So, Thank you. Um, Thank you. yeah. I, and, uh... it, and I just know, like, I'm like, I know like your age, like we're around like the same age and I'm just like, dude, her and I in college, like. We would have had that would have been fun. <laughs> like, I just know who you were in college. Like <laughs> I can paint the picture. You know what I mean? It was a good, it was a good time. It was a good yeah, time. no, for good sure. Days. Well, thank you. Yeah. No, I um I was just talking to someone about this the other day about like the relatable term because I feel like that is such it 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 it's such a broad term. And it's easy to get lost in all of that, especially mommy bloggers, mommy blue influencers, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's just so easy to get. It's a swamp of like just a million followers or a million people that all do pretty much very similar things. And, um, the biggest thing that I always wanted was like, I just want someone to come and feel like a friend. Like we don't yes. have to agree on everything, but it's just, you sit down, I sit down and we just 
it's just a safe place to, to land. Like I, because that's what I want in someone, like, I don't need someone that's going to agree and on everything that I say, I just, I want yeah. someone that can just listen. Like that's the biggest thing that I want. So no, you do such a good job with that. And like, it's something I I'm trying to, in this past year, I, um, made the change to start doing less polished and more vulnerable. Um, and I still struggle with it, but one thing that I've been trying to do is I do, um, TikTok lives every Wednesday. And I mean, we get real and honest and I've opened up to stuff. And sometimes it's like 40 girls on there and there's always like the core 15, but like one girl was like, I think I'm pregnant. I've been trying to have a baby. And I was like, go take a pregnancy test. And like, she was like, oh my God, you guys, I'm pregnant. Like, I mean, it's it's like, we do try, like I try in my own way to offer some sort of safe space. Yeah. Um, But I still feel like I love my cheesy TikToks and be like, Hey guys, here's my mom hack. Like. Well, no, but I love those. I think, but I think that's what you kind of need. You need like a mixture of them because what you did one recently that I, I went through the comments and I commented on it was when you tried kicking a shoe. Oh yeah. When I, well, I've been trying to get my makeup right. Cause it's like, we're on camera every day and (laughs) I just like, and and I'll look back at, and I don't know if it's the filters on TikTok or what, but I'll look back at the, the content and I'm like, you got to figure it out. Like you are almost 35 years old and you can still not figure out like how to do your makeup. And there's like all these, we're screwed. It's our generation generation sucks at this stuff because I know I feel like these, these Gen Zers, they're like 15 going on like 27 with their makeup. And I'm like, they had YouTube and now they have TikTok. Like I, I'm so sad that Michaela is taking a break right now. I like, she'll be back. She seems like on Instagram, she's just doing so good. And like, I think sometimes, and I think as mom creators, like I just spoke yesterday at the Prego Expo. Yeah. And I think as like mom creators, like sometimes we don't give ourselves breaks and like, it's totally okay to give yourself a break. Like if needed, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, it's and true. So I for think- her, I think that she just like, it, she dove in headfirst into this and she just needed a break and like, girl, take your break, you know? So it's like, oh, I love that. I'm so, <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, um, yesterday is four years that I've been sober. Are you really? That's awesome. Did, yeah. I did, have you talked about this on your page? I actually don't talk about it. I made a TikTok yesterday kind of alluding to it, um, which was like one of the first times. Now people get confused because I go to wineries all the time. I'm always in Vegas. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I don't think that anyone would know. But yeah, like when my son passed away, I just struggled like so bad. Well, and that's, that's another thing that for people listening, that's a big portion of Danny's story, which again, you're going to find all of the, in the show notes, you'll see where you can find Danny and follow her. But if you want to talk about your son, Deacon, um, that's again, I found you through the DIY baby, but I remember going into your page and then you learn about your entire story and it's heartbreaking. It absolutely, I can't even imagine. I'm a, parent. I think I, at the time I had my two, when I first found you, I had my, my second at the time and just, it just kills me. It, it, I mean, I have no, well, I mean, I think it's like our bodies, like, and, um, I mean, we could get into my story, but I think, um, you know, our bodies and our brains, like don't allow us to even fathom that, you know? And so when moms, you know, they, they don't know what to say. I'm like, no, thank God. You don't know what I mean, because you're, per, you're protected. And even me now as a mom to Rhett, I'm like, I could not even imagine losing Rhett, even though I know it could happen, you know, yeah. it's yeah. still a craziest thing, but I could, um, 
I mean, I could get into that and then we could, you know, we'll get out the sad stuff first, but, um, and it's not like, I mean, it's extremely sad, but, um, I'm so grateful for the time that I had him, but you know, I, I was a mom, I was, I'm a single mom by choice now. And I know that sounds crazy that someone would choose to be a single mom, (laughs) And when I say this out loud, I swear to God, I'm like, what a nutcase you are like making this decision, but it was one of the best decisions I made. So my son now, um, and if you've seen the DIY video and if you haven't just go in your TikTok and type in DIY baby, okay. It'll pop up. But, um, I, um, my son, now I conceived him via home insemination, which we'll get into my first child. I was a single mom by situation. Okay. And so we'll just, you know, we'll put it that way. I was 24 at the time, 24, 20, I think I was 25, had him at 26. I was 25 years old and I was um, selling wine. So I was like in wine sales, like I was living this life in Newport beach. Like it was just, you know, just your typical perfect 25 year old life. And um, the second I found out I was pregnant, I was obsessed and in love with this baby. It something came over me and I remember instantly like once I broke the news to my mom um which is like my biggest fear and like yeah. my mom I, I like I want my mom to make a TikTok on how she handled the situation because I think that the biggest part for me was like how am I going to tell my mom, you know? And she like had to take a break and she was like I need a minute, you know? And she came on she's like you're going to be the best mother ever. Let me know how I can help. Do you need to come home? Like, what do we need to do? She's like, I'm on my way right now to get you prenatal vitamins, but you need to go to the doctor. They need to prescribe you the good stuff. And then we got to do this and you need it. And she was like, so she like took five minutes and she was like, and I will cry even talking about it because it was like the relief I felt like, cause I instantly fell in love with this baby before I told my mom, like they were like, you're pregnant. And something came over me and I was like, not just pregnant, like okay. in my second trimester. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. um, so I was like, something came over me and it's like the weirdest feeling. Like I've never felt it before, but it was like this immense love for this like child that like I would soon to know, you know? And yeah. But it's like, yeah, telling my mom, like, oh my God, like, you know, I feel like as moms, like we want to raise our kids certain ways. And she, you know, I had a great job. I went to college and all this stuff. And it's like, um, you know, and then this happened and she was just like, let me take a second. And she called back and she was like, just pulled those bootstraps up. And she's like, we're in it. Let's like, you know, what do we need to do? Like, and she was all over the, like the prenatals and stuff. And so Um, you know, I had like a beautiful pregnancy. The second I, um, I actually drove to my mom's house after that. She lived about an hour away from me and I was just on the computer car seats, you know, what's the safest thing consumer reports. I mean, instantly my mom was calling me the baby Bible. And so like when I go to places like the Prego expo or all these kids expos, it's because I'm oddly obsessed with like motherhood and baby stuff. It's 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 absurd. It's weird. I don't know why, but it's just something. Well, no, like, but it is pretty cool. I mean, this. I, mean, I can talk like, about stuff forever. I can name drop things on Consumer Reports in their ratings. Like it's something is like seriously wrong with me that that's my hobby, but it is. So, but that's kind of like how it hit all started. And um, you know, my son Deacon was born, and just like you know, someone. It's so crazy because. 
Um, I can talk about, like, I'll talk to you guys right now about the logistics of kind of what happened to my child. Um, but I had a follower say like, um, she's like, I just want to know about him. And I read her comment. Like, this was like, actually like 10 minutes before we got on this call. And I was like, I can't even talk about him because like, that is so hard for me to like describe. Like, and so I obviously haven't made, I literally just read her comment. I was like, no one ever asked me like about like, tell us, she's like, I just like, I've been following you. Like, I just want to know, like, no, that's what I want to do. I think and I was like, like finding out, you know, and I'm like, how do I even put into words? Like who he was. And I like sat on it for a little bit and I'm like, you know what? Like he told this huge story without ever speaking a word. He'd never said mama. He had some hearing issues. So he hadn't, um, like really talked yet or said mama, but like he told this whole story. Like I remember specifically one time we walked to a stater brothers, we were walking in and there's this older homeless guy, like sitting there outside of the store. And like, he just beelines it for this guy and just gives him the biggest hug. And I was like, Oh my God, you know? And then he sits down next to the guy and like the guy just like lit up and it was like cold. It was like Christmas time. And I was like, oh my God, like stranger danger. Like I need to teach him stranger danger, but he just had this like feeling of like needing to hug people or like at certain times. And like, um, you know, when people came to his funeral, when he passed away, which we'll get into, everyone brought all of these cards and, um, all these times that, you know, they ran into him. My mom took him to church or he ended up at my uncle's pizza place and they were there and all, and he did this and this and like all these stories. I'm like, how do people have all these stories in 18 months of life? Like in all these different like places that we went. And so it's like, he told this whole story and he touched like so many people just like in his like short time here. But, um, yeah, so he was at, he was at a daycare. Um, and, um, yeah. So he's at this daycare. He wore a Baltic Amber teething necklace, which just Google it. Um, and at the time in the 2015, I bet you had him, you know what I mean? We I didn't have him, him, but I know I, de- I debated on him because that was such a huge thing. It was a big thing because you have to like, imagine, like, I want to put you in the shoes of like the 2015, 16, 17 mom. Yeah. We were like co-sleeping Baltic Amber teething necklaces, essential oils. I was cloth diapering. I was like oh, yeah. doing the barefoot grounded thing. Like I was like this hippie mom because I had like fallen into these like Facebook moms groups and, you know, holistic healing. trying well, that, to And then like animal. Instagram, Instagram was like perfect. Well, in the Instagram, I like, was like huge. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what's the AAP? Like there aren't pediatricians on Instagram. So like, I'm like, what's the AAP? Like, or nor would I care at the time. Like I was going to do the all natural thing. And that's what I was like, set my mind on. And like all these things, which now a 2022 mom, I am evidence-based. I follow everything. The pediatrician says AAP Bible. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. Like how, what a shift I had just because of this one situation. And, um, you know, I did follow certain people and I was like, Oh, all natural sounds best. Like breastfeeding is life, like all of these things. And I was just like, that's just the way that it's going to have to be. And did not want to hear any other ways, you know? And the thing is, is that I tried to tell myself, like at the time I thought a Baltic Amber teething necklace was helping my child. There was nothing at the time saying otherwise, there was no studies out there saying that it was dangerous. There was no studies out there saying that this doesn't even work. 
Um, and so I thought I was doing the best for my child at the time. You know what I mean? And I have to try to remember that because I do like have a lot of guilt about the necklace. Um, and then, you know, he was at his daycare, which we later found out was like negligent in the situation. So, um, basically I showed about his daycare to pick him up on October 5th and there was all these police and like fire trucks there. And I freaking knew, I was like, dude, this is my kid yeah. and the, and the police or the fire chief came up to me and was like his heart stopped. And I was like, he doesn't even have a heart condition. Like I had no idea he had a heart. Con- I was like, so confused that was going on. Yeah. And then I got in my car and the the head of the daycare like swooped in with me in my car and was like, let me drive. And I kind of thought like they weren't letting me go in the house either. Cause I was like trying to run in the house and they were like, don't let her in here. Like something was going on. And like, I had a gut feeling that like something was going on with the daycare. Yeah. So she looks at me in the car and she's like, I want to let you know, this is your fault. You're going to want to blame us. And this is your fault. And like instantly I was like, I was like, what is going on? And like, here I am like sitting, I'm like, literally could, I remember watching them in the room with my son, like doing CPR. And my mom wasn't there. Like I just, they just dropped me off and they were, it it was like code blue and stuff. And I was standing there in the room by myself, like in my work clothes, like just standing there. And, um, the daycare lady was coming in and I was like, get her out of here. Like, I was like screaming at her. Like I knew I was mad, you know? And I was like, had no idea what was going on. And of course they were like, okay, he's stable. I'm like, oh, he's going to live. They're like, no, he's probably not going to live. Like, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, and they're like less than 8% chance. Like he's brain dead. Like had we been there 12 minutes early and this timeline will come into play in a second. Had we been there 12 minutes earlier, this would have been a different situation. So I was like, oh my gosh, well, what was it? They're like, we think it's this necklace and they show me his neck and it's like this strangulation. And I was like, no, like check the blinds, check all these things. Like, was it something else? And they're like, it's, and you could see like the beads, like, and so I was like, oh my God. But I was like, we got to figure out what was going on at this daycare. Like, I need to know what happened. How did it happen? And I will tell you, it has been six years and I still do not know exactly how he was strangled by the necklace. Yeah, which is must crazy. You must have hooked on something. It, it's not it like hooked on something, maybe a kid. I don't, we don't know. Yeah. Um, the craziest part about it is that, you know, we started doing and the of course the police come, they don't want to deal with it. So they tell me that my 18 month old, who was the size of a five-year-old, died of SIDS. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, 18 months, dude, almost two years old, clear strangulation. And that's just police just don't want to deal with it. Everything's yeah. these days. Like everything is SIDS. It's like anything is SIDS these days. Like it was, I was like so irritated about that. But the news got involved. And they were like, do you know that your daycare has been in trouble for having too many kids? And we found that like on that day, there was all these kids there and like they were hiding kids and blah, blah, blah. So then what ended up happening is like months later. So I'm telling the police, I was like, you got to get on this. And of course I'm taking it to social media and I'm on the news. And I'm just like, because I always tell moms, I was like, if you can't get things taken care of with the licensing department or police, just go to the news, take it. Cause they don't want that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they ended up confiscating their phones. Um, this was November. So this was like a month or so after, and they found text messages 
from one of the daycare workers to the owner who was not there at the time who said yeah. Deacon's dead. And she said, do not call 911 until I get there. Oh my God. Which was another. Um, so from when that text message came, went through to when she got there, it was like 12 minutes and then they called 911, which was like another 10 minutes or whatever oh the God. timeline is. Again, I could have this off. So anyway, so yeah, so the daycare was extremely negligent. They were only supposed to have six kids there. There was like 22. Um, yeah. And so they said like, we don't really know what happens. We weren't, we weren't watching him. And we were overwhelmed to like not watching him. So they didn't attempt CPR or do 911 and it could have been another outcome. So my whole thing with people is I feel a lot of times on TikTok, people want to say, well, was it the necklace or the daycare? And I'm like, both take the daycare out of it. The necklace was a strangulation hazard. The necklace strangled my kids along with many other moms who have now come forward take the necklace out of it. The daycare is still negligent. They were doing shady stuff. They were constantly getting in trouble, I guess, for ratio issues that I was not aware of. They were running different daycare licenses. It was a whole situation. So take, you know, they, they both like played a part in the situation, which is why you hear me talk a lot about childcare on my TikTok. And you hear me talk a lot about, you know, child product safety and stuff like that, because, you know, there, both of those have to do with my story. Both of those I'm very heavily involved in both of those. I've done a lot of research on. Yeah. Um, and I feel that I'm qualified to talk about that. And you I totally am, are. You totally and are. I'm pro, you- I'm pro childcare. That's what people don't understand. Like, how yeah. can you be pro childcare? And I'm like, well, I'm pro the single mom and I'm pro the American family. Yeah. And if I'm pro the American family, I have to be pro childcare. Because one thing, bad thing happened to me. There's amazing child cares out there. So all I could do is help people know how to research and make sure they're at a, an affordable quality and safe child care. And that's like all I can do, but I can't be anti-child care if I am for the American family. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we need it. We need it just as much as we need other products, but I know you've you you're, I think that's a big thing with your page. And that's why I love it. I know with, uh, even with my daughter, my third this time, I, there are certain products that I went through and just did not use this time. Like the snuggle me organic. Oh yeah. That where the suffocate me. We call it the suffocate me. Yeah. Like I just, I just did it. And I was like, I know I, my son loved it. My daughter loved it. My first two loved it. And I was like, I just, I'm not using it now that I know I was like, I'm not using it. I was like, I just, I can't, I have it in my, I have it in my closet. I'm going to donate it to like a pet shelter. Well, and the thing is, is it's like, we don't, I know we call them glorified dog beds, but we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And so, you know, but you got a question when they start going to bye-bye baby and change and changing that wording to docking station only not for sleep. And it's like on there, but I mean, for years when you've been advertising it to, to sleep and parents are now, like you said, third child, like why would they change up the way they were using it? Like, what would be the point? But I mean, I think the cool thing now is like with TikTok and having the pediatricians and like having these like reputable people on there, like Dr. Yeah. Free Hess and the, all of the peed squad that's on there and talking about some of the dangers of like these products is it's like those people, like they're reputable, you know? And, um, and when it comes to like some of those products, they can make little changes to make it a safe product, but we don't need swings and all this stuff anymore. We just don't, we can just put them on the floor. 
We no, just well, put them in a pack I, and play. I've always done that. I just, yeah. I've never been comfortable, especially in like a swing. I didn't like the positioning of my babies in those things. Like yeah. I just, it, it was never worth it to me. And I think with each baby, I got more and more paranoid as I did funny enough. Like I, you would think that the first time you'd be more paranoid. I think because I was like ignorance is bliss type of thing. Yeah. I think with every baby, you just. You I learn more. more, but mm-hmm. also I think because I just fell in love with my kids, I was like, I have an extra thing to lose. Like, it was just like, uh, I, yeah. the stakes were too high. I was like, no, <clears> no thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's like, I mean, I think for me, parents are going to make the decisions that they make, but as an advocate, I just want to warn them. You know what I mean? And I think sharing my story, like there's no better way to warn someone by sharing your story. But you know, when I, so when I made that DIY video, Okay. So let's go to the DIY video. Cause no. you guys don't know what that is. <laughs> I was, it was 2020. Now I was making, <laughs> this is the funniest thing, but I thought I was going to go on TikTok. I went to school to edit videos. Yeah. So I was broadcast journalism, radio, TV, film. I wanted to edit music videos. That's what I went to school for. And then I ended up getting into sales. So when TikTok came out and it was like with my ADD, I could never edit a full YouTube. Like I just like, didn't have it in me to edit a 10 minute YouTube but I could do a 30 second or one minute like that. I can do, I could do that in a matter of 30 minutes, like no problem. So I started making casseroles. I was going to be like the casserole queen. Like I was going to change my name. And I was like, I give so much credit to the girls that cook because I just, it it's a lot. It is a lot, you know? So then I was like, it was like a Thursday I'm pregnant. It's the pandemic. And um, like my, like I've, I've been like in my Newport beach apartment, just like by my lonesome. And I'm like, I'm going to share how I got pregnant on TikTok. Now at the time I had 25 followers. Yeah. So I maybe made like 15 videos. And so I like made this video about how I got pregnant. Um, which what I did is I went to a sperm bank and I ordered sperm to my home. It came in this big yellow tank And inside that little tank was a tiny, tiny, tiny straw that I put into a syringe. And then I just laid back when my ovulation strip said positive. Um, I laid back, I inseminated myself. I went to work. (laughs) This is just like how it is. Awesome. Nine days later, pregnant. Like, and you know, what's funny is people had so much to say. Well, one, I, they didn't know my story because actually when I shared it with my friends and family, everyone was just like thank God she's a mom again. We're just, we don't care how it happened. We don't, you know, no judgment. We're just, this is like, she, no one deserves this more than her. Like I felt that from all the people that knew my story, but the internet did not know that I was already a mom. So they're thinking like this girl just like, um, and I, and in that video, I specifically say, you need to know the cost of childcare and, and, and you need to know the cost of living childcare food for your child, clothes for your child. Like you need to put your finances because someone that was a mom and she was 25 and did not have that. Yeah. You know, I was not, you know, I figured it out. You'll always figure it out. But this time I was like, I really wanted to have that structured and know that like financially, I was not going to have that burden um, before I put myself in this situation. And I talked about that in the video because I didn't want people being like, oh my gosh, a single mom, you you know, you're going to have to live off of government funding and all this stuff. And I was like, I, I had this all planned. Yeah. Well, and that's what I remember. I, again, this is the video I found you from, and I remember seeing it and sending it to my sister because my sister's 26. She lives in the city. It was at the time she was younger, but 
she, we always say she's, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't know yeah. what her future holds, but I just remember sending to her, I was like, look, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. But I remember watching it and not thinking anything negative about it, but more thinking like, this is badass. Like for someone to figure it out and know exactly what they want, like that is cool. And then again, I didn't know your backstory. I didn't know anything. So it all made sense. But even then without knowing that it, I, I just thought it was badass because well the thing is is that you know when I put that video out everybody had something to say I mean like you got to go back and read some of those comments I mean people were not happy like and I I remember like praying to God and I was like it cost me about a thousand dollars a month to do this IUI was going to cost me ten thousand dollars a month IVF was going to be like 40 grand so I was like I'll try this three times. Yeah. If this does not work, cause I went to the doctor and they're like, you're fertile. Everything looks great. You should yeah. be able to conceive if you want naturally. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to hear. So like, I was like, I'm going to give this three tries. If this does not work, then I'm, I'm supposed to be dating and like meet somebody. Oh, it worked on the first try. So I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I guess that's just, you know? Yeah. So, um, I felt really good about everything. And obviously like I craved being a mom again, it was so hard, like being a mom in a stroller and you have all these things to just all that's taken away. Now, from how, me. how soon after Deacon passed, did you conceive with Brett? Um, he died in 2016, October, 2016. I inseminated myself on Halloween of 2019. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, and I got sober in 2000 and November 6, 2018. Okay. So yeah. Went so right yeah. So I, I gave myself a year to like get myself in check and I was very clear headed and minded of exactly what I wanted to do. And so, um, you know, so it worked and I just had like the best pregnancy and I know this is going to sound so weird, but I loved that it was COVID and it was just like me and my baby and like my researching and like my TikToks in the beach. And it was just like, no one was on the beach because there was no Airbnbs at the time. And it was just like such a quaint time for me. Well, I can imagine that COVID, COVID did that a little bit where it didn't so much my kid, my son, my second was born right before COVID. So it was different for me where I was like, Oh God, the world's like, yeah, down. like but, my baby's going to get COVID. Yeah. But it was nice in that, like, we were just home, like we were home. We didn't have anywhere to go. Like, it was just nice to like have my, I had like a four month old at the time. And I was like, this is kind of nice to just like, know that I don't need anyone over. And it was like an excuse to just like chill for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So like my mom had sold her house and she was like nomading around vacationing. And so she ended up coming to Newport to stay with me for what was going to be like a couple weeks. And I was like, oh, you're going nowhere. So she ended up renting a house just a couple doors down from me. And then a year later, I bought this house and built a back house for her to live in. So she oh, never nice. left. She never left. So it's like <laughs> our little like modern family, which is just so crazy. But yeah, so you know, my son um, Rhett was born, and um, in the pandemic, I had a beautiful birth. Um, my bonding was a little bit different when he was born than my son Deacon, and I was almost feeling like. I was like, and I'm sure every second time mom maybe feels this, but like, not that I was saying goodbye to Deacon, but now I'm like moving on. Like I was still parenting him from earth and he was in heaven and I was still like, and now I have this mom and it's, I, it was a really weird, like feeling. So I have, I don't know if 
you know, so my, I had a sister that passed away when I was younger, um, when I was five, but my mom and I like talk about stuff like this all the time, but she, I mean, I, I shared your yeah. story with her, but she, granted it was a different situation. My sister passed away from cancer, but she always says she was like, that is a club that no one needs to be a part of. Like, it's yeah. not, like you said, it's not happy to meet someone that is a part mm-hmm. of it. Like it's yeah. just, it's a shit club, but she had my sister, my youngest sister, the sister I have now nine months of the day uh, that my sister, other sister passed away. So it was like a very weird thing. She said it was just, it was just like a very, she, it, I have to pick her brain to see like what her words were, but I think it was very similar to that where it was like, it was, it's grief. It's grief. It's like a grief parenting. How, how do you, I navigate? mean, it's like, yeah, these like grief waves and like, yeah. it was, how do you navigate like the happiest time of your life? a happy part. And then like, and then you're, yeah, I remember in the hospital, they're like, do um, you want, like, do you want us to let the medical staff know that you've lost a child? I was like, yes. And they're like, is there anything you want to do? Do you want to put pictures up of him or anything like in the room? And I was like, no, like, I just want this to be like about Rhett. And then I felt like, am I saying goodbye? Like, it was like a weird thing, but I, um, it, I had the most beautiful birth and it was just like, um, with my son Deacon, I remember instantly being like, like, oh, this is everything. And then with Rhett, I was like, nothing bad could happen. And I had like immense, like anxiety there for a while. Like it yeah. took a solid week for me to be like, you're a pro at this. Like you have done all the research and I had a therapist tell me something. This will help so many moms that every day when I wake up, like, is it possible that Rhett will not wake up, right? Is it possible that I could go in there in the morning and he died of SIDS? We know that that is a possibility. Okay. Is it probable? Well, I'm putting him down alone on his back in his crib or bassinet. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing to ensure his safety. So the probability is slim to none. Okay. So am I going to wake up and live in like what's possible that day or what's probable that day? And I choose to live in that it's probably not going to happen, but like, you know, and that's just like called like crazy therapy, but, um, yeah. So it's like that helped a lot. And then, you know, now I'm at a place where it's just, he's like 70 years old at this point. So that's (laughs) how I feel. He can fend for himself, but, (laughs) um, did he just turn four? He just turned two. Oh God. What am I? In ju- am two I- in July, two in July. Right. Right. Two, yeah. So he's like two and a half, but he's going on. He he talks like a five-year-old and he reads like, and he like, he's like beyond like, he's like so smart. That's just like every mom talks like that. Right. About their kid. Like, oh my God, my baby is a star. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, but my, my kids are lick windows and ran their head into like the screen <laughs> door. So I don't know. No, but that's like, so, and you know, it's crazy is <laughs> my Deacon and Rhett could not be any more. They're so different. Right. Yeah. You know, Deacon is like, I mean, this kid, I remember we were in the hospital and the, the nurse said, so did this happen at kindergarten? And I was like, no daycare. And he was like, like an after school program. And I was like, no, he's like, he's five. Right. And I was like, the kid's not even two. And he's like, this is a five-year-old body. And I was like, no, he's big. We used to joke around. Like we're like, he was going to be, cause we knew the only way he was probably going to college was going to be like a scholarship to, for yeah. football. So we would, we would joke around and be like, 
Deacon Ryan Morin, Ole Miss oh. defensive line. Like, like, you know what I mean? I love, I'm yeah. like, like oh. the biggest, the biggest teddy bear, biggest kid. Like, oh my god! Like, I was like, for sure, like he's defensive line, like one hundred percent. These player. are the stories that you're gonna have to tell on TikTok with that girl asking because I love hearing that. I think that's yeah. probably the biggest thing is like a. I mean, again, I, I God forbid. God forbid that ever, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to be a grieving parent, but just, just the other day, like someone asked me about my sister and I was like, it was just so nice to like be able to talk about someone like that. Cause not, I, I think I know what my mom has said from that experience for her is that what's hard about being a grieving parent and having that story be attached to you is no, especially when you're in a world of parents and moms, we're welcoming, but it's when when we meet someone like that and moms meet someone like that, it's a reminder that it can happen and it's terrifying. And my mom always yeah. said, she's like, people don't want to hear your story because they do and out of sincerity. But when they're a parent and they're fearful about their own kids, that's the last thing they want to hear about. So they'd rather just you be quiet because they don't want the fear yeah. Their lives. And she said that was so hard. And I know you've talked about it before with like friendship, but did you find that friends and things? Yeah. Like I mean, I've like, and also speaking of fear for moms, like I've toned it down, like, and I'm still working on my approach with my safety, um, with my safety tips and some of the things that I share, because, um, I do feel like sometimes I, I don't want to come off scaring the mom as I do preparing the mom. You know what I mean? Like, of like, just know this is the safest way and and do your research. But um, I do sometimes like sometimes look back and I could get so passionate and like, you know, and so it's like, I'm, you know, I'm definitely like working on my approach with that. But um, I've never felt that that though. I've never watched any of your stuff and was like, I mean, I mean, and and also like the defensiveness, like people will come back to me on teething necklaces. Well, they worked for all four of my kids. And I'm like, well, they've been proven not to work. It's called the placebo or they're like, this works wonders for my kid. I'm like, girl, that's your first kid who has not had teething without the necklace. So how would you know? I think what's different too, is like, I've never felt fear from your, your story. And, and as, as again, as terrible as that story is, it's not, I would feel more fear. And this is like a true, like I would feel fear. And I've seen TikToks like this where I got my kids vaccinated and then they died the next day, or I got, yeah. I gave them Tylenol and they died the next day or I don't know what else. Yeah. Uh, they just slept and they died the next day. And I was like, well, that's like things that I feel, especially because those are the things that are like, you know, par for the course. Well, and the best, the best piece of advice, like when it comes to like vaccines, Tylenol, sleeping situations, like all of this stuff is like, you have to outweigh because we can get in the car right now and crash our car. Like you have to outweigh that everything has a benefit and risk, right? Yeah. So like someone just said this on TikTok, like, uh, this is just, oh, now we're banning teething necklaces. I mean, our babies can die in cars. No, they could. And that's the thing. There is risk getting into a car every day, yeah. but the benefit of a vehicle 
is getting to the doctor's appointments, getting to go to our mom's groups, going to the store and getting groceries for our family. And we need our car. So there is a much bigger benefit to the risk, right? So even though there is some risk there, there's a larger benefit to the situation. And that is for the parents to determine, but you got to outweigh the risk and the benefits. And we also have vehicles that are constantly being evolved to be more safe. And you have car seats that I mean, constantly being evolved to be more safe. So So the likelihood is it's still likely there is risk, but the benefit is so much more. So when we look at teething necklaces, what is the benefit and the risk? Well, the benefit of a teething necklace, none. The risk of it is strangulation. And as we found out last week, now the beads are actually holding onto this bacteria that was causing kids to get sick. So they're going to the hospital like super ill or whatever that was causing them to be sick. And they found it on every single necklace. So I'm just like, you know, I'm like, now it's just like, there's so much wrong with it. And we could look at that. I mean, we could look at the, the docketots and snuggle me also, like, is there a benefit to it? Okay. So your baby feels more cozy. Like, I guess that's a little bit of a benefit, but the risk rebreathing, you know what I mean? They turn yeah. that head one time. They look like they're there. They look like they are sleeping and they've rebreathed into the docket. Yeah. And so, I had no idea what that was. I remember I learned that from you. I had no idea what. Yeah. So was. for me, I'm like, that's a pretty big risk. And yeah. like in a situation like that, you know what I mean? Like we banned bumpers and we banned all these stuff, but like we literally have something called a docket. Oh, well just on, in small writing. So you don't sue them. They say like not for sleeping, yeah. but like, you know what I mean? Whereas like uh, the, the um, boppy lounger, you know, that is a company I will always stand by and promote. Like I'm not in partnership with them or anything, but they pulled their, their boppy lounger off the market yeah. because parents were misusing it. And so you're like, okay, so that is par- parental misuse. But they, it was happening so frequently that they didn't even want to have a product on the market that was that easily misused yeah. because they don't want to take the risk. Yeah, they could have gone on boppy lounger for lounging only, no sleeping. They could have put that bright on their thing. And they said, you know what? Too easily misused. Yeah. We're going to pull it. Yeah. And so for the boppy, I'm like, that was, it was like a $3 million whatever they lost a ton of money and I'm sure that that was like not an easiest decision but it was a decision that they were like we care more about the safety of children than we do this you know what I mean and for that that, I'm like you know for that like and any companies that do like a voluntary recall situation on especially an item that was like parental misuse like just because it's happening so often I'm like Good. That was the right thing to do. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. Docatot and Snuggle Me should just learn from it and weighted sleep sacks. And I mean, I can go on and on about all those things, but yeah. Well, that's again, that's why you need to follow Danny on both TikTok and Instagram. I know you're bigger on TikTok. Yeah. Um, you just hit what surpass six? So, yeah, I'm a, I'm about like six ten, six oh nine, I think. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But you know, TikTok back in the day, we could pick our butt and get 50 million followers like <laughs> yeah, right? back in 2020. TikTok, I don't understand. And then I, it's like, like, I never really did Instagram and I'm like, should I have done Instagram? Like, but I feel like, I don't know. Like I, I, I want to find my community on Instagram. Like, um, 
So I, I need to dip back into Instagram. I just love the TikTok. I love the format. I love the vulnerability. I hate that we can't send people to our bios to like see our, I, I have like a safety center in my bio and like, I can't even yeah. like say, check out the safety center in my bio, like nothing like that. Cause they're like, Oh my God, she's running an ad and the brand's not paying. And I'm like, no, it's just a safety center. I made up on my own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, Instagram, Instagram is like my safe space. It's definitely more of like, yeah, I see some of you guys have like these great communities and like, maybe if I start doing stories more, I'll have to, we'll have to chat offline about like, yeah, I'll have to, like, we'll have to do that. Cause yeah, um, you know, the one thing we can chat online about is the content, uh, I mean, I need to talk. I, I want to get Libby on from diary of an honest mom. Well, she, uh, you know, when you just said that, um, I I'm good friends with her, like, you know, and, um, good friends. I'm internet friends with her, but you know, when you said, um, when we're just, when I just mentioned right now, like you have a good community on Instagram, she fosters a great community on Instagram also. Like, you know what I mean? She does a lot for people in the mental health space, especially moms, um, in that space on Instagram. And she does a really good job of like being funny and vulnerable and like all of the above. Like, she's, no, she's, she's, yeah, she's doing she's good. Legit, you should definitely talk to her. She, um, yeah. Cause I want to, and I really want to have her on because I want her to talk more about, especially like the, what she, she helped me out because I was not expecting when that whole honest mom, Anna crap was going on. Oh, did she steal your content too? Oh Yeah. And I didn't know a bunch of people's content. Cause you know, um, you know, the mom room, she has her podcast, no. um, the mom room. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She had a bunch of her stuff taken too. She took her stuff too. I was yeah, like, I, she, I kind of felt offended that she didn't take my stuff. I saw like, a bunch of people creating TikTok saying like, Hey, Anna, if you want to like steal mine to get some followers, but she took one of mine and it was something silly, but it was like to a T literally like scene by scene by scene the same exact thing um, to like where her baby was on her shoulder. It was like very, very strange. I remember someone sent it to me and I, at the time I didn't know what to do about it. I was like, this is, it's still a very world where it's like getting into this whole social media and the world of social media. Like, this is my, this is my job. Like this has become my job and my career where it's like hard to defend it still. And I remember being so peeved. And then I remember Libby called her out. And, uh, rightfully so. Cause I, I, someone was like saying, well, it's internet drama. I was like, it's not drama. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's not, I'm not calling it drama, but I was like, where she did. And I messaged Libby and I said, thank you so much. And I explained to her what happened. And I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, cause I just, I thought I was being dramatic. <laughs> this is happening all over the app. And for some of us, some of us who've been here since 2020, the blood, the sweat, the tears of coming up with some of this stuff and, or our businesses or the content that we do and all this stuff. And then people steal it and, um, monetize off of it. I was like, you know, with a no credit, I was like, it's happening all over the board and it's not okay. And people need to be like, kind of held responsible. TikTok is just like such a nutty place, but it's such a cool place. I just think it's, a. I mean, it's done. I started a business on TikTok. I yeah, literally well, I like, actually want to get in and talk about Zippy Mama, which I've shared before on Instagram. So if any of you guys, yes, no, your followers, like, cause I give you the discount code and if you want to put it in the show notes, you can. Yeah, um, I will. So go ahead and put it in the show notes. But yeah, so like I was on one of my lives, my motherhood lives, and I was like, you guys, I've been itching to like start a business. And the only reason I was itching to start a business is I was on TikTok and I was following these like young creators, like, 
starting clothing brands or starting hat brands or like shoes and like all this stuff. And I was like, dang, like maybe I could do this. And yeah. so I was like, Hey guys, I want to start a business. And I'm like, I'm trying, and I was like, what would you guys buy? Like, and a couple of the moms are like breastfeeding clothes. Like there's nothing cute out of there. Everything is floral and like church dresses and like yeah. athleisure. Like it's the pandemic. Like, and I was like, I remember hanging up my baby's in the bassinet. He's three months old at the time. And I'm just like, how to get an LLC. And I just got on YouTube. And every night I I put all these YouTubes that I was going to watch. And every night I was going to watch one and do it. So it was like, how to start a Shopify store, how to get my EIN number, how to find a manufacturer, how to bargain with the manufacturers, like how do you get samples and like the types of fabrics and like all of these things, like how to patent my design. Like it was just like, and I just was like taking the next step. Like I was like, what's the next step? And all I learned everything off of YouTube. And so, you know, but the crazy thing about the, um, so I had ordered, I almost like sold out in the first week that I launched on TikTok. I never ran an ad, like, um, you know, besides some friends like you that I'm like, Hey, you're breastfeeding. Like, you know, where like, I've like, I don't like have influencers or anything. And the past couple months, it's been a little slow because we've been traveling. So I've kind of like toned it down on the Instagram, toned it down on like pushing out all this content because yeah. truly what it is, is like, if I get a hundred thousand views on a zippy mama video, I get a hundred to 200 orders. You know what I mean? Like if I get 6,000 views, I get six orders. It's just like, it's almost a calculated thing. So TikTok in terms of like business has like done like wonders for me. And it only takes like one video, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, but like, I also have like these followers that like, were holding me accountable. And like, what about this style? Every new style that I have, I could show you a comment of somebody that asked for it. And I like save those because I want people to know, like, this is a brand that was built with the TikTokers. Like this was like, I was the mom with the fire and I guess the funding, (laughs) but the moms were the ones that were like, what about this color? Like, I remember on a live showing a color swatch, like, what do we love? They picked out the colors. Like, And for someone that's a business owner that might be listening to this, like, and you're not on TikTok, you can have a round table every single week if you want with your own customers telling you exactly what they want, exactly the content they want to see. Like if you just like, listen, and I feel like brands are so worried about like, we're not going to start TikTok until we're super polished. And then we're going to post all this stuff. And you're going to get five views on every single video for the first three months. That's just how it's going to be, you know? And then you're going to get burnout because you put all this you know, blood, sweat, and tears and these great pieces of content. And then, you know what I mean? When it's just like, yeah. start posting, you know? Well, that's but what I love is- with TikTok. TikTok, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even take, I think that's what, honestly, what has transformed my Instagram though is, is I just got on TikTok more and I was like, fuck this. I was like, let's just go, <laughs> let's just have fun. Whatever. Yeah, and that's where I'm at now because now, now it's, we're back to, we're going through algorithm changes and we're back to, you know, what's working, what's not. I'm finding right now that my followers are wanting the more educational content, the more, can you go into more detail about this or that? And like, I'm just turning it on and reply backing just like that. Um, and of course I love doing like my product stuff. I'm doing like a holiday gift guide. Like I do it every year and that's super fun for me, but 
Yeah. Like the zippy mama thing is like so crazy, but it's breastfeeding friendly clothing. I have dresses, shirts, sweatshirts. I started off with sweatshirts and then the moms just were like, we need dresses now. Like I love them. I love that. Cause you, you sent me a jogger set and then the bamboo t-shirt and I love it. Like I, yeah. And the bamboo t-shirt, I was like, I'm not doing bamboo because it's just too thin. And for the mom and they're like, please, like we want bamboo. We want, and not, and you know, the bamboo PJs for the kids. So it like made sense. My top seller easily hands down the bamboo t-shirts are my top seller, like, which is the craziest thing. So it's just, if you listen, they will tell you. (laughs) And that's all I did. And it's, it's been like such a crazy wild ride, like in TikTok and, you know, and then the the Marriott thing, like I I could talk on for days, but like the Marriott hat Bonvoy had their um, they had a competition called 30 stays in 300 days where they were going to find three TikTokers to, um, you know, fly around the world. And they were looking for Gen Zers and to explore these cities and make content of the cities and the hotels. And I was like thinking now I already prior to this contest was an Amer- Marriott elite mem- gold member. Yeah. Okay. Because I travel for work. So, um, I already stay in Marriott's. It's like my go-to. So when this came up, I was like, I had one day left to do it. They'd been running the contest for like six months. I had one day left to sign up. I was in my bedroom. I'm like, I'll throw some travel clips together and put it. My whole story was that like, let's look at the statistics for traveling, like travel family. You want these Gen Zers? Like they're a small percentage of the people that travel and who would stay at a Marriott. However, the families, we want to stay at Marriott's like, let me be the voice of the family. Let me show the families that like they can travel in the different places they can go. And if they're kid friendly and like how it works at the hotels and like how you change your baby on a plane and like, you know, did the hotels offer pack and plays? Like what, how do we travel and all this stuff was like, let me do that for you because that's the large percentage of your, of your travel base, you know? And so, um, months went by and I just think, I just thought like, okay, I didn't get it. Like, you know, whatever. And I got this like box in the mail and they were like, pack your bags, you know? And And you were in Australia. You were in Australia. We did all. Yeah. So we did all of Australia. We did, um, we did all of Spain, Um, we've done Arizona and then we're doing this whole Christmas East coast tour. They also sent me, oh my God, it was freaking amazing. They sent me to the freaking Grand Prix. I mean, when I, when I tell you I'm basically grabbing Brad Pitt's ass at this point, he's so (laughs) close to me. Like him and I are dating. We are having babies like at this point. There you go. And I mean, I got to interview a driver. I got to do a hot lap where they like drove me on the track, like in a race car. I mean, it was insane. So really like what's cool is that Marriott has this thing where you could use your points to, um, and Marriott points is great. So you could use your points to like get a hotel in like Hawaii for a week, or you can, and like, I have the Marriott credit card. So I automatically get five nights plus all my points. So I like my family vacation every year is paid for. Um, so like you could use your points though, for a like Marriott experience, which could be like having a garage tour at at the Grand Prix or going to the paddock club or maybe like going on the halftime field for the Super Bowl. They have all these different um, Marriott experiences. So they had me do all of them. And I mean, when I tell you I was in a different tax bracket and I was, I rented a Gucci bag, I rented it. And I was like, (laughs) look at me, I am a millionaire. 
and, <laughs> and I'm not. And I mean, I'm eating like caviar. Like it was the funniest thing. And I'll never have a moment like that ever again. Everyone needs um, a moment like that. That's amazing. But it was just like one of by far the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life. And and it was the longest time I've ever left Rhett. So I didn't take into that one just because of the logistics of the whole thing. But yeah. oh my God. I mean, it's just been so fun. So New York is our last one. Nice. Um, but We'll yeah, so it's New York, Philadelphia, all the East Coast stuff, all the big Christmassy hotels. So, and yeah. that is like so right up my alley. When are you, but, when are you doing that? Uh, December 7th through the 15th, I believe. If you're in New York City during on the 10th, let me know because I'm going into the city. I'm taking my oldest into the city on the 10th. Um, I, okay, I don't think I'm, I think I'm going to be there 7th, 8th, 9th. 12, 13, 14. No, I get there on the 11th. Okay. Darn it. But yeah, no, I know. So, but I'm so excited. So if you have any recommendations, like, let me know. Cause like, I'm already trying to get dinner reservations. Like New York, they're like, oh, you need to pay your $300 bill first just to get a reservation. I was like, oh, is this how they do it? Like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're going, I haven't been into the city in forever just because of like the pandemic. It's been forever. The last time I was in was Christmas before the year before I had my daughter, my first daughter. Um, she's turning five, which is yeah. So it's been over five years. It's insane. Um, but I know like if you're in like that general area, like Carmine's is like a big Italian place. It's always like a big place for everyone to eat. Okay, Carmine's. That and then there's a. I'll find out. My sister lives in the city. Yeah. No. Let me know because. Yeah. It's exciting. That's so fun. Yeah, no, let me know because I'm like dying to, but yeah, no. So it's been like such a year, such a blessing. Like I have no clue what's in store. Like I was thinking about renting this house, like in Oregon for like four months and writing a book about, about like choices that I've made in life and like, just like how these small choices have changed had these huge impacts, you know what I mean? And so I, of course I was like, I'm going to write a book on grief, but now things have changed and I'm glad that I've waited, but I'm like, just on like how, like, you know, even making it, sometimes we just, just need to make a decision and it doesn't always mean there's a right or a wrong one, but sometimes even just making a decision can have a huge impact, you know? And, um, you know, from going from the posting that DIY thing to making the decision to be a single mom by choice, like making the decision to get healthy and, and, you know, and sober and get my mind right. And just like all of these things that that were just like, I think you need to talk about that on TikTok. I did not know that about you, but I commend you so much on that. I literally, I just like, I, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. The reason why is because from the time that I lost my son to the time I got sober, I heard a lot of people on, along the way. Yeah. And, um, I feel like my life is so good right now. Like I'm thriving and I, you know, things are so good and I would hate to come on and, and, um, you know, I think there might still be a lot of like pain for people that I've like hurt in friendships and like family and, and stuff like that, that like, I don't know if I'm ready to like come out and, um, say it on my platform and like, look at me, you know what I mean? Like, and so I've kind of kept, kept it private just for hearts to heal and like maybe in time and like, I'll just pray about it. But, um, yesterday like was just such a big day because like four years, I just like, was like, this is 
was not supposed to be my life. I mean, like not at all. And so, um, and I just like wanted people to know, like, you know, cause like I woke up yesterday and I'm like, it's so crazy. Cause like just in an instance, like I just made the decision, like, I never want to feel like this again. And you can not, you can make the decision. Like if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, like you can make the decision and that could be your last day ever feeling like that in your life. If you want it to be, you know? And so I'm like, I just wanted to put that message out there, which I did, but, um, yeah. So like, I, you know, I work a program of recovery and stuff and, um, I have like a great white picket fence of people who like lift me up and encourage me on the daily, which is like so nice. But, um, I mean, it's, it's so crazy because it's a huge part of my life and I'm so grateful for it. And everything stems from being clear-minded for me, you know, like everything stems from like, just like the next decision and like making the next best choice. Yeah. Well, once Um, you reach that level, I feel like that's such a hard, like, spot to get into. I always talk. So I, I mean, I have wine right here with me, but I, I always talk about that. I recently just talked drink about up, girl, drink up. See, my faces is the, why I don't drink that much wine. I have one glass and the moment I have one, like two sips, I turn red. So I just, I know I, I have a oh. friend like that. Like oh. I'm like, she has one glass and like her whole neck is red. Yeah. And that's like, me. I like go out and I, it, it's awful, but um, I talked about that recently. I was like, right. What's happening right now is I feel like there's such extremes with everything where like on, on, uh, certain platforms where it's like, it's either completely wine is a terrible, terrible thing, or alcohol is a terrible, terrible thing. Or like, it's the full fledged, like I need wine all the time to function. And my kids are driving me nuts. Let's down wine, things like that. And I'm like, can we just get away with that? Like, how about we just think about like, what do you feel best doing right now? Like if you're not, if this is affecting your life in any negative way, then do away with it. Because I've been there before during the pandemic, I drank way too much. And my husband called me out on it and I was like, okay. And then we stopped. (laughs) And that's why I think that that was like, I think a lot of people like, you know, like I think, and I think that because of that, a lot of people now are doing like this sober curious or like they're cutting things out. But I mean, just from that, like I, you know, I stopped drinking, but I was like, what else is kind of bothering me? I took my TVs off my wall. I was like, I was sitting there watching Netflix, like hours on end, you know? And then I was like, what else isn't serving me? And then I'm like, dairy, every time you eat dairy, you feel sick, you blow up. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I walk around looking like six months pregnant and since I stopped breastfeeding, I'm like, having some of those issues again and stuff, but it's like, I know the things that don't serve me. And then well, that's the biggest thing is like, yeah, I think that's right there. You've got to figure out what doesn't serve you anymore. If it's still, yeah. if, it's, if it's not a beneficial act, like, I mean, granted wine's not a beneficial thing, but if it's gotten to a point where I can't focus or can't wake up in the morning or hang anxiety, I used to get that like a bitch. That's oh my gosh. Then forget yeah. it. Like it's not even worth it at this point, but I think people get so hooked up on just everything. Though. Everything is so extreme and everything's a label with everyone now. And I'm like, how about we just chill for a little bit? Like just do things that feel good for you. Like what's yeah. working in your world right now? What's working? And that's the, that's the whole thing. When I talk about like making choices, like if you just ask yourself, like what is making me feel good and what is not like, even if it's people like, yeah why do I always, why am I sitting down at this dinner and I'm going to leave here? Not like, do you ever sit? Like, I feel like I'm having this with you right now, but like, we're ha- 
like you're at a dinner or we're on a zoom right now. And I will leave this feeling like my heart feels good. Like Mm -hmm. I feel fulfilled. Like I just had a one-on-one with like a good friend. I don't even know what this is going to sound like. And I hope I didn't say anything inappropriate on this podcast because (laughs) I feel like you and I are just at dinner. You're good. But you know, like I, you know, when you leave those and you're like, my heart feels good. Like I was pumped up. I was like encouraged in life and like, like I feel, and then there's those people where it's like, man, that was draining. Like then that, there you go. Yeah. You know, where, when we were in our twenties, it's like, well, that girl's annoying, but like, she likes to party. Like we'll keep her around, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, it was all like, about, it was all about like, who could, it was like an energy. Like I'm, I'm big on energies. Like I've, I've always said this, like I can feel people's energies. That's one of like the thing I can tell when someone walks in, um, people have like a color and I'm, I'm not like that either. So when I talk yeah. that, they always think I'm like very like hippie dip or like weird and hokey. And I'm like, you have to understand yeah. I'm not into that, but I can tell that people carry a color and it, it makes no sense to me. I can just tell that the air feels heavier when people are around. And I worked with a boss, um, before I had kids who, when he would walk in the door and I wouldn't even see him, I knew like the air felt heavy and just when you're young, you don't know how to pick those people out. You don't know how to like figure out who's good and who's not. And a lot of the times you just, you get caught up in it. And I swear the moment I turned 30, I was like, yeah. Well, and I think we also like, we learn to appreciate time and like honor our time, you know? So we go to bed early. Like we give our, like we allow ourselves to like have our, our show on Friday night or our movie or the one thing that we want to do, or like we give ourselves, like we reward ourselves with our time. And so if we're going to leave our kids and go sit at a dinner with a group of moms, like I want to know what table I'm sitting at and like how I'm going to be able to serve them and how like I'm going to be fulfilled by them also. You know what I mean? Cause it is a two-way thing. And I think there's always a vibe, like when you leave and you're like, wow, that girl's like down for me and I'm down for her you know? Yeah. And like, I mean, having this conversation with you again, I feel like we're just at dinner. So who knows what I talked about, but, um, but it's, it's stuff like that where it's like, you know, I'll to- we got to meet up. Like, where do you live? You know, yeah. where do you live? New Jersey? Jersey. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'll go there. I like to travel, but you know what I mean? But it's just like having people like in, in your life that serve you and you also in return serve them, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And, and, and rewarding ourselves with our own time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's literally my life. Oh my God. It's just like finding the time, finding the time in general. But if you're going to tell me to come out, it better be worth it because. Mm, yeah. Especially finding a babysitter nowadays is like, I know. Impossible. Well, in me with like the anxiety, like I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just but... had a, <laughs> especially I, I just had a guest on and she's um, you should look her up. Her name's Yami, Yami Pence. Okay. Y A M I Pence. She's on TikTok, but she's on Instagram. Um, she is a child safety advocate. She used to be a detective in, um, Oh, no way. But she okay. worked like crimes against children and stuff, but she quit that. And now she just teaches online and she like about advocating and teaching parents how to talk to their kids and keep them safe. But I just had her on the things that she told me now I'm like, like not anxious in a bad way, but I'm like, 
oh shit, like these are questions that I didn't even know I should be asking and finding out. And how do I trust anyone that? Well, and that's one of those things. It's like, we don't want to read this stuff or know about it, but we do, we need to, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, but I mean, there, there are, there's pieces of content that come up. If I know someone's about to talk about child loss, depending on the day, I'm like, I'm going to just put this in the saves and watch it later. Cause I'm interested and I want to support this mom, but not today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to take a, like for my own heart. Yeah. So sometimes with these things, like if Dr. Free has comes on and I can see in the title, like what she's going to talk about, I'm like, my heart can't handle this right now, but I'm going to put it in the saves and I'll come back. It's, you know, we need to be aware yeah. of these things. And sometimes it's well, and that's, that's a smart thing. Scary things like if we're aware of them, but again, we just need to know that they're possible, but live in the probable. Like we need to know that these things are possible, but if we're doing the right things, they're probably not going to happen. So let's ensure we do the right things. And so we could live in the probable. Yeah. Couldn't agree with that more. I actually say that all the time. I have a TikTok. I think I wrote that on there. Cause it's like such a huge thing that I repeat to myself all the time. Well, we have to with anxiety. My God, I got such bad anxiety with my third, with my third. It was bad with my third. I don't think I realized that I had what, with the whole grief thing. And I recently just talked about this because of like with my sister and stuff like that. I was like, I don't think I realized cause I was little when it happened. It just became part of my identity of just like the mm-hmm. grief thing just became who I was. I was always Mary, the girl who had a sister that passed away. Like I was just that. And I didn't really understand until I had kids, especially when my, you know, my kids started hitting the age of my, my sister was 20 months. I know your son was 18 months when they started to reach that age where like it, I'm sure when Debrett hit that age, like it just all of a sudden like freaked you out. And I know with my kids, when they hit that, I was like, Oh my God, like, I, I can't even imagine, but she was the third of my family. She had brown hair and brown eyes. My two kids, that I have now, um, my first two, they were born with blonde hair, blue eyes. My third, my daughter has brown hair, brown eyes. Oh my gosh. It just, and she's beautiful. She's beautiful. But I think she came out and just, it it was completely familiar. So wait, how were you alive when your sister died? Yeah, I was five. How old were you? You were five and she was 20 months. Oh, and she had cancer cancer. She was diagnosed in May of 95 and died three weeks later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. It's like, and I bet your mom, like every year, like she's still like every day is like still thinks about it. Like, Oh, I, yeah. And you know, what's funny is like, she didn't, my mom is like a badass. My parents are badass. Like, I don't understand how the, even as a parent now, like, I don't even know how you got through, but you did. Cause you're, you do like, that's what I say to my mom all the time. She's like, you just do. She said, you continue to breathe. Like the world doesn't stop turning. And she said, that's actually one of the most painful things. Cause she's like, I remember just like you fly up in a plane sometimes and you look down at the world and you're like, everyone's just living their life. And she said, how is this, how, how is this happening? She's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, that was like, so crazy. Like when people sent their kids to school. So, um, like he died in October and then it was kind of like, you know, they kind of kept me secluded and then it was like Christmas break. And then in January and people started taking their kids to school, like I saw moms like walking their kids past my house. And I was like, how could you take your kids to school at a time like this? Like, yeah. yeah and kids were going trick like or treat. living their kids life. were trick or treating. And I'm like, how are you trick or treating at a time? Like, I just lost a child. Like, oh my gosh. Like yeah, it was just right. like, I, I couldn't saying that, but she, 
I, they, they're still married. They made it through all that, which I know that that's a rarity in itself, but Mm -hmm. it is. she just, I, I, you kind of just, she was good and she had her moments. And when I don't remember them, I think that was probably one of my saving graces of like being a kid is I don't remember a lot of moments, but I know when I became, when I was engaged and all of a sudden it came out where I didn't recognize what was going on. I remember walking in she was just having like a panic attack and it was years later. It was like 25 years later. And it was because she just had, um, she just looked at me and she said, I, everything's too good right now. She said, everything's too good right now. Something's going to happen. And I, I that. always feel that way. Yeah. And she just, she was like, everything's too good. She said the other shoe's going to drop. And I have that. I deal with that. You want to know what's like so funny that you just said that is that the other shoe's going to drop. And what I've learned is that for us that are grieving or who've been through some trauma, The other shoes are dropping. We just now are like putting them on and keep walking. Yeah. Because we've already gone through the worst. Oh, my mom. You know what I mean? sound like my mom. My mom said nothing bad can happen. We should the worst thing in my life has ever happened. Yeah. It's like everything else is just. Yeah. Like, so it's like for us, like I have to tell, I have to get on the phone with your mom because like, honestly, like I kid you not, I had the same exact conversation with my mom that I'm like everything's good. Something bad's going to happen. Like other shoes going to drop. Those are like the words. And it's like, no, the other shoes are dropping. Things are happening. Life is happening, but I've gone through the worst. So when those shoes drop, I put them on and I just take the next step that I'm supposed to. Yeah. I make the next choice that I'm supposed to because bad things still happen. But when the worst has happened, those bad things are just like really not much. So it's like, See, that's my mom needs to hear my mom again. She's the baddest, but she also is part of that generation where she she never did anything for it. She never received therapy for mm-hmm. my sister. She, I don't think she medicated at all. Like whatever, like whatever her choice yeah. was. But I remember her even saying, she was like, well, I want to be sad. She said, the sad thing happened to me. So I should be sad. She didn't want, I think for her, she's still part of like, like I recently started therapy just because I'm, I'm a freaking anxious mess nowadays. Yeah. And I recently started and I told her and I, I was kind of hoping to tell her to like encourage her because to her, that generation is like, you only go to therapy when you need it. Like, you don't, not just for like maintenance and like, yeah, it's preventative maintenance. And I, so I'm hoping to like encourage that, especially with all my family. I'm like, dude, just go. It's good for, it's good for you. It's like what we're doing right now. It's what it's like. Um, it's just cathartic, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, you guys are part of a club that I just, it breaks my heart that yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll have to get, I'll have to meet your mom and day. She lived by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll for sure have to come out and visit you one of these yeah. days, like 100%. Like I'm always looking for like weekend getaways. Like every month I go somewhere. I like, swear yeah. I'll come. Like, and I know you're in New York city, but next time we're, we do like, I'm trying to think there's other places by me in New York or I don't even care. You know, what's so funny is like, I'd love to do a TikTok and just like tell people be like, what is cool about your city and go to the most random cities that are not touristy because I swear to God, like I'll go somewhere and I'll be like, that was the best damn coffee I've ever had. And it is a place that like, it's not on the Pinterest. It's not anything, you know? And I'm like, you might be like, Oh, we have the best fucking pizza place that you're ever going to have in the country. And I'm like, I want to go there. Like I'll go there for a weekend. Like, let's do it. You know, like I want to do that and like document it because like I'm traveling the world. But what I'm finding is that we have some awesome places right here in the U S you know what I mean? Like we have some 
awesome national parks. Like we have some awesome local parks and oceans and beaches and like all these little towns. And like, I mean, there's so much to see. And that's like the crazy thing. Like now that it's like my eyes, like I just see bright for so long. I just like, I feel like I was living in black and white and now I'm just like, everything is so beautiful, but I'm like, I want to travel. Like even little places like what is so cool about like what is it what's about your town or your small city or wherever you live that you think is like like one thing that you have like I know like somewhere like where I live right here like we have something called like the Victoria Gardens which is just like this outdoor mall and it's nothing crazy yeah but um you know it's super cool to us and like that's where we hang out and we have like very authentic Mexican food everywhere and like it's like you know what I mean like I vibe with that but like for someone else that might be like, oh, that's so cool. I want to go there, you know? Yeah, no, uh, our area is not that. <laughs> but you we're might, in, like, if like, you think about it, like, you know. Ours is just, like, the scenery. Like, mine's by my But house. that's the that's thing. The scenery. It's just, like, the mountain. It's more like the fall. All of it doesn't look as good right now, but, like, the two weeks when the fall foliage hits, the, fu- the mountain that we have right behind our house looks like it's on fire because it's, like, just right See, there. I love that, though. So it's, like, cool stuff like that, but... Otherwise, we're kind of like we're in like a weird part of New Jersey where you forget that you're a part of New Jersey because a lot of people yeah. think New Jersey is like Jersey Shore, but I'm up more like North Pennsylvania on the border of Pennsylvania, so it's more like rustic. Okay, okay, cool. But, no, I love that though. I'll where the town I grew up in is where um, my parents still live there. It's called Mendham, and it's because of Mend him. Because the, where the revolution, when the Revolutionary War was happening, that's where like a lot of it would happen. And I guess like they would say like send him when someone would get hurt back in the Revolutionary War, they'd say send him up the hill to mend him. So it was oh you know, interesting, like, old, like church and it's like very New England, like yeah, looking George Washington. But like that's the thing. Like I want to go to all these cities. Yeah. Like give me like even the most hallmark movie city of all. Like send me there that just has like one coffee shop. Like I'll go. Like you should do uh, next year for Halloween. Sleepy Hollow. A Sleepy Hollow. You seen Where's like that? a head, headless headless horseman movie or anything? Like oh that? yeah 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 yeah. New York City. I didn't, right know a, did not know that was a real place. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But anyways, um, well, I, I, we talked about so much, but this is going to be awesome. You're so, (laughs) I'm so glad to have done this. Um, yeah, this is, this is amazing. I don't know. I feel like we've covered everything, but Hey, probably we have covered everything. Make sure you put the zippy mama discount code in your, um, you know, it's funny is I've given a couple people discount codes in your followers. They're like true to you. They're like, they came over. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because I have a ton of breastfeeding moms. Um, but I'll, I'll put all that, but I have a lot of Instagram followers. So they're, they're going to check you out. But again, your story is in my book, heartbreakingly remarkable. So, oh my gosh, honestly, you've, you're a gem. Like I freaking love you. I love you. I will. And you know what? I've been listening to your podcast the past couple of weeks and I'm like, you're meant for this. You know what I mean? Like, keep it up because I know a lot of work goes into this, but that you're meant for this for sure. Thanks. Thanks. I love it. Love it. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Bye. 
Another episode down and way more to go. But thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe. I'd love for you to share it with others and post about it on your own social media or leave a rating and review. I cannot tell you how helpful and how appreciated those things are for me. Of course, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at The Very Merry Life, over on TikTok, The Very Merry Life. And even if you wanted to check out my monthly newsletter, you can do so by subscribing over at TheVeryMerryLife.com. I'll see you next week. Stay tuned for more honest, raw, real chit chat. I have some amazing moms lined up coming on and shit's going to get fun. So buckle up, buttercup. It's going to be good. <laughs>